You're listening to Happy Vermont, a podcast about people and places in the Green Mountain State. I'm your host, Erica Housekeeper. This time of year always reminds me of the importance of putting yourself out there, of taking chances, pursuing happiness, and loving yourself even when life feels particularly challenging. Fifteen years ago, on November 1st, 2006, I returned to my home state of Vermont with my husband Dave after spending six years in Boston. In the summer of 2006, we decided we had had enough of city life, so we decided to make a plan and leave Boston for something easier, something simpler. So we quit our jobs, sold our 500-square-foot apartment in the Alston-Brighton area, and moved north with our two cats into a converted barn in Warren in Vermont's Mad River Valley. The day we moved to Warren, it was 40 degrees and drizzling out. I remember it well. The barn we moved into was this two-story rental just up the road from the Warren store. It was nothing fancy, but it was rustic and cozy, and it came with a wood stove and two bedrooms and a no-frills kitchen. Our professional future was a bit uncertain at the time. We didn't have jobs secured yet and didn't have much of a plan. I think we were pretty naive, too. I think at the time, I figured we just had to leave Boston and get to Vermont and everything else would fall into place. Well, it worked out, eventually. There were bumps in the road, of course. And in Vermont, let's face it, the winters are long, the cost of living is high, and you can sometimes feel isolated here, especially if you live in a small rural area. Now, I grew up in Vermont and spent most of my 20s here, so it's not like I was arriving to this place and not knowing what it was like. I just forgot that it can be hard to be here, but it can also be pretty wonderful. And I don't know, maybe it's like that everywhere. Over the past 15 years, Dave and I bounced around a little bit trying to find a permanent place to live. We zigzagged from Warren to Underhill and finally landed in Burlington, where we've lived for the past decade. We settled into this tiny house in the city's south end, and we're in a walkable, kid-friendly neighborhood. Our house is honestly not that much bigger than our old Boston apartment, but our daughter has told us we're not allowed to move out of our neighborhood ever. All her best friends live here, so I guess we're sticking around. Before our daughter was born, I spent five years working at the Vermont Department of Tourism. And I worked for a bit in healthcare communications before becoming a full-time freelance writer and photographer. Dave's a graphic designer, and he eventually opened up his own design studio in Burlington. So yes, it worked out for us professionally, and we did land on our feet. It's probably just not exactly what we imagined all those years ago, but I guess what is? And some of you might already know this based on stories I've written on my website. I started Happy Vermont in 2009 as a creative outlet to help me cope with my grief after Dave and I lost our first child halfway through my pregnancy. That now seems like a lifetime ago, but that experience changed my thinking. It made me a little braver about putting myself out there. A lot braver, actually. I always loved writing and photography, but I decided I was just going to stop worrying about whether I was good enough and just do it. And I love Vermont. I knew the state pretty well when I worked at the Vermont Department of Tourism, where I was director of communications. But now I feel like I'm in this pursuit of finding as much as I can about Vermont, about its history, its towns, its people. And the older I get, the more curious I become. I imagine that feeling is common for a lot of us as the years pass. You just want to know more and ask why. 
So in honor of my 15th anniversary of returning to Vermont, I thought I would share with you some of my favorite places of Vermont. I grew up in southern Vermont, and that area feels very much like home to me. My hometown is Manchester, and that's where you'll find the Northshire Bookstore and the Hildeen Estate, which was the home of Abraham Lincoln's son, Robert. The town has changed a lot over the years, with new hotels being built and outlets coming and going. But other parts of the community feel very much the same as they did when I was growing up. Manchester Village is as beautiful as ever, with its marble sidewalks, historic homes, and the Grand Equinox Hotel. And you can hike to places like Equinox Pond, Lybrook Falls, or Prospect Rock. Just up the road from Manchester is the small town of Peru, where you can downhill ski at Bromley or go cross-country skiing at Wild Wings. You can stop by the J.J. Hapgood General Store for coffee or a bite to eat, or bring your kids to Main Street Makery for an art activity. Peru's also where you'll find tons of dirt roads and a lot of national forest land, including the beautiful Hapgood Pond. Seriously, if I could afford a second home in Vermont, I would buy one in Peru in a heartbeat. About 20 miles from Peru is the town of Mount Holly. And if you've ever taken Route 103 from Rutland to Okemo Mountain, or traveled north on Route 155 from Weston, you've driven through Mount Holly. I never gave Mount Holly much thought until the last year or so. The town has a bunch of tiny hamlets. There are these places called Belmont, Tarbellville, Hildeville, and Hortonville. And for about a decade in the 19th century, Mount Holly was home to a mineral spring. It's also where the former Chase Toy Factory operated 150 years ago. The only thing I ever really knew about Mount Holly until recently was the fact that Olympic snowboarder Hannah Teeter grew up there. But it's one of those places that's started to pique my curiosity. The town is where you'll find the Crowley Cheese Factory that was built in 1882, and it's the oldest cheese business in America. One of Mount Holly's biggest claims to fame is the ancient woolly mammoth tusk that was uncovered in 1848 by a railroad construction crew. The tusk is now on display at the local Historical Society Museum in Belmont, which is open in the summer. And if you love the outdoors, you can try kayaking or wildlife viewing at Lake Nineveh, which is on the northeastern side of Mount Holly. You can also hike, snowshoe, cross-country ski, or go mountain biking or snowmobiling in Okemo State Forest. And that's an area that can be accessed from Route 155 as you're heading south from Mount Holly to the town of Weston. Wherever you decide to go, make sure you swing by the Belmont General Store and pick up some Mount Holly beer, which is made by local resident Dan Tilly. Head farther north to Addison County, and you'll come to the Musulamu Natural Recreation Area, a 16,000-acre area that's part of the Green Mountain National Forest. Now, there are a number of ways to access this area. My favorite is to take Route 125 up through Ripton and then bang a right on the Goshen Road. You can follow Goshen Road to the Blueberry Hill Outdoor Center, where you can park and access trails for hiking, snowshoeing, and cross-country skiing. And right there is the Blueberry Hill Inn, along with lots of scenery and dirt roads in every direction. My birthday is a couple of days before Christmas, and last year was one of the best birthdays I've had in a really long time. My daughter, my husband, and I, we went snowshoeing in this area on a beautiful December afternoon, And we enjoyed it, and we had hot cocoa in the outdoor center afterward, and it was just a perfect day. Some nice places to explore in Ripton and Goshen include the Hogback Trail Loop behind the Blueberry Hill Inn, 
the Robert Frost Interpretive Trail, the Ripton Country Store, and the Chipman Inn, which is owned by the wonderful Chris Bullock, who was interviewed last year on this podcast. Next up is Warren. As I mentioned earlier, I lived in Warren in 2006 and 2007 when I returned to Vermont 15 years ago. And I had lived in Warren in the 1990s when I was working as a local newspaper reporter. The town is small and it's scenic and it draws a lot of skiers and it has a lot of second homeowners. But it doesn't feel as fancy as Store Woodstock. It's just quieter, smaller, and feels less crowded. And Warren is where you'll find the Sugarbush Resort, the Warren Store, the Warren Falls Swimming Hole, and a really fun July 4th parade. There's also great spots like the Blueberry Lake Cross-Country Ski Area and Ole's Cross-Country Ski Area. When I'm looking to go on a scenic drive, I often head from Burlington back down to Warren, and I head over to Blueberry Lake, or I take a drive on East Warren Road or Fuller Hill Road, or before the snow flies, I try to go up Lincoln Gap Road. Now, it just snowed recently at Sugarbush. I think it was the night of October 18th, and they got about an inch of snow overnight, so... Lincoln Gap Road is probably closed by now, and it won't be long before winter is really here. And I think one of the reasons I love Warren is not just because it's this beautiful little ski town on Route 100. It's the last place I lived in Vermont before I left to go live in Boston in 2000. And it's this town that welcomed me back with open arms when I returned to Vermont in 2006. Sure, Warren has changed a bit since I first lived there way back in the 90s, 25 years ago. But I've changed too, and that's okay. The last place I'll mention is Burlington. I realized the other night when I was talking to my sister that I don't write about or talk about Burlington much. I live here, so I tend to focus on other places in Vermont. But Burlington is a fantastic place. Sure, it has its issues and it's not perfect, but I'm glad Dave and I decided to settle down here. We've lived in Burlington for many years and we bought our little house in 2013. The University of Vermont is here, and so is Champlain College. There's always a lot to do, and it's a beautiful place to live and visit. Church Street is probably the most popular destination in the city, but there's also lots of other places to explore. The Burlington Waterfront and Bike Trail is great for biking and walking and running. And north of downtown near North Beach is Rock Point. Rock Point offers two miles of accessible walking and hiking trails. And it's on privately owned and conserved land along Lake Champlain. Rock Point includes rare and endangered plant species and wildlife, and including a few moose sightings, which really are found nowhere else in the city. And in the winter, I've started cross-country skiing in Burlington at the Intervale, which is on the northern side of town. The Intervale is this 360-acre area along the Winooski River. It serves as a farm incubator, trail system, and CSA. And when there's enough snow, the Intervale offers three miles of groomed cross-country ski trails through these wide-open fields. You can access the trails for free, and there are also some ungroomed trails that wind through the woods along the river. And up the hill near UVM is Centennial Woods Natural Area, which is about 70 acres of land. It's mostly mixed hardwoods, fields, streams, and some wetland areas. The woods are pretty hilly, and there's a great trail system in there. And from 1891 to 1968 or so, UVM slowly accumulated the area after buying it from several landowners in Burlington and South Burlington. And walking along those trails in Centennial Woods, you might find some old relics. There's charred remains of a burned-down rope toe from an old ski area at the former South Burlington Kiwanee Ski Area, 
which was active from about 1962 to 1967. And if you want to experience Burlington like locals do, walk through the Old North End for good food at Taco Gordo, Fo Hung, or Poppy Cafe, or stroll down Pine Street and hop into Arts Riot for a beer or Daedalus for a glass of wine, or grab lunch at Tom Girl Kitchen at the soda plant. While you're here in Burlington, you can catch a gorgeous sunset over Lake Champlain, see live music at Nectar's or Radio Bean, or grab some really good coffee at August 1st Cafe or Stone Soup. I hope to see you around. And speaking of seeing people, I want to give a shout out to a couple of listeners I chatted with recently while walking the trails at Shelburne Farms. I was wearing a Happy Vermont sweatshirt. I guess I was sticking out like a sore thumb. And I ran into Holly, who was walking out there as well. A few weeks ago, she had messaged me on Instagram asking about places to explore and stow. So it was really great to see her and, and chat for a little bit. And then I also ran into Dave from New Jersey. He's a listener who was visiting the area and he was at Shelburne Farms with his fiance. Dave wants me to produce an episode about beekeeping, so it's on the list. If you have story ideas, let me know. We don't have to see each other in person. You can always email me at hello at happyvermont.com. Thanks for listening to Happy Vermont. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You can also learn more by visiting my website at happyvermont.com. Thanks for listening. Take care and talk to you soon.